Hello and welcome to Into Your Life podcast. I'm Lenka and I'm joined here by my wonderful co-host Natalie. Hi, we invite you to join our weekly conversations about finding more life in one's life. Well, what does it actually mean? We have discussions with guests about ways to live happier, healthier and more fulfilling lives, both personally and professionally. That sounds great. Let's go. So today we have a wonderful guest here with us. We have Greg, who is a nutrition habits and health coach. And I'm really excited to have a conversation about nutrition and exercise and weight loss and health and well-being with a health coach. But there is a specific angle to it that we might explore early on, which is why and how it makes sense for a man to help women with their health and well-being, which is something that I'm still working on my own bias. But before we kick it off from this angle, I would like to give a warm welcome to Greg and tell us a little bit more about specifically what you do, who are your clients, what is your specialty, so people know what kind of perspective and experience you're bringing into this conversation. Thank you for the welcome. Um, so I'm Greg Theron. I'm from today it's sunny London um and I've been oh many things in my life um ex-personal trainer ex-customer service manager I used to work in McDonald's as well um I used to also work in gynecology and maternity at a top London hospital uh and I spent many years with some really top endocrinologists as well um and that aligned to my sports science background as well I just kind of woke up one day and said, hang on a minute. There's all these women who are really struggling with weight loss because of all the rubbish that they see um, and all of the the myths, the lies, and just all of the, the diet industry norms that keep you trapped in that cycle. Now, the backstory before we dive in is that, so both of my sisters and my mum all, have all struggled with their health and their weight. About the age of 12, I managed to discover this talent to be able to run, play sports. I don't know where it came from because I was quite a chubby kid. I just dropped all the fat and I could run and I had all these hidden talents. Awesome. And so I went on to do kind of GCSE as we used to know it, the PE um, and then A-levels in sports science and biology. And then just after when I started uni, the lady started to approach me and say, Greg, I really need to get in shape. What? What can I do? How can I do it? I was like, well, I'll start helping some of these ladies. And what I wanted to do was help them be free from the rubbish that they've been told, the lies, the myths, but also be able to give them space. Because what I found is, yes, I'm a man and I get it. And I guess I can never fully feel what some of you ladies go through, your menstrual cycles, perimenopause, menopause, postmenopause. I can never do that. However, I realized that I could study it. And because I'm not in the situation, I'm a little bit removed. So that means I've got a bigger perspective. And sometimes I think we can't see our own blind spots. I think that's feedback that all of my clients give me is that, like, Craig, how did you see that? I'm like, well, because I'm not in your situation, I can take a step back and say, about these things and and that's why i have a coach right i have 
a coach in my life because I, I realized I can't see my own blind spots. So what do I do now? Basically, I help successful business owners generally um, lose weight, get in shape. But more than that, get their confidence back in themselves. Like, if I'm honest, I don't really care about your weight. Like, I really care more about how you feel, the things that you're able to do in your life once we work together, the confidence it brings you, the health benefits, the impact it has on your business, your relationships, but most importantly, relationship with yourself. So there we go. I love it. And thank you so much for bringing this much-needed background to it because it really then makes so much more sense to someone like me be like okay I understand that not only did you have a personal experience through your family that you know you then have a personal experience through your own fitness and health and sports journey but also then obviously you do study it and you then combine so many different um, expertises together because I love that you know from gynecology to sports to endocrine system and everything which it's so valuable to have the broad perspective and then I would imagine to be able to translate it into very simpler, uh, actionable steps. Because one of the things that when we look at the health and fitness and wellness industry right now, it is so overwhelming, just so much noise. There's so many quick tips and tricks and yes, more research and science. And we're looking at hormones and we're looking at the microbiome and we're looking at exercise and we're looking at nutrition and so much that if you want to do it by yourself, that, well, I'm trying to do it for myself. And I'm like, so many books, so many studies, so many things, I still don't know where to start. So having someone like yourself who can kind of see the trees in the forest for what they are rather than just seeing all the noises there, I think it's wonderful. So could you give us a little bit of a kind of a starting point so if someone comes to you as a client and they want to lose weight get fit and I think what are the general kind of questions or areas of life or lifestyle that you would be looking at to start getting an understanding and try to help them figure out the way for them so one of the first things is I don't start with the physical I'll try and start with the mental so everyone comes to me and says Greg I want to lose weight I want to lose my stomach and that bores the life out of everybody. I think I read a study once that said the average woman has been through 65 diet attempts by the age of 45. So what's that? What, what that tells me is, is actually it's not a physical thing. It's what's going on up here. So my first port of call, and I like to call it dream setting. When a client says, right, we're going to do this, Greg, we're going to hit all these goals. I want to spend my first session with you understanding what you really want because let's be honest most people don't want weight loss there's always something underneath that that you really want be it confidence be it better health being able to run with the kids being able to kill your husband i don't know whatever it is <laughs> don't kill your husband's people by the way um there's always something deeper going on so my job as a coach is to un uncover that and make you see that if you can understand your dreams, you'll do the things you have to do even when you don't feel motivated. So an example, I've got a client now. She wants to go and do, she has a business already. 
she wants to go and do um, speaking. But she didn't know that until we had that first initial discussion about, so tell me, why do you want to lose this weight? Well, as we dug and we dug and she said, really, I'd love to go and do some speaking on these particular topics. I said, right. So this is not a weight loss program. This is a get you speaking program. And that's the magic for me because her eyes lit up then. There was animation in it and then she started to get excited about it. She was like, I'm going to wear these clothes and I want to do this and all that. I said, well, there you go. So now we understand the dream. Then we can work backwards with the goals and all that other stuff. But number one, find out the dream. So if you're listening to this, please understand what your dream is. And that's really hard, I think, for a lot of women because in my experience, especially around perimenopause, menopause, the kids have flown the nest. Even if they're five years old, they've already flown the nest anyway. Let's be honest. All of our kids, by about the age of five nowadays, don't really need us except for money for stuff and maybe to put some food on. But generally, they're okay. So there is a loss of identity around for a lot of women. They're like, I don't really know who I am. So if I ask the question and say, who, who are you? Oh, my mum, I do this job. So again, my job is to understand what's really underneath there. What are the dreams that you may have left behind before life took over? Because once we can uncover that, it's going to make the whole journey so much easier. So that's number one. What do you really want? Number two is assess. So let's do a week and really get into the nitty gritty of your habits, sleep, and what you eat. Okay. Because humans, and it's a little bit like um, little kids. If you've ever bought your child a toy or a child relative a toy and for the first two weeks they play with that toy forever ever ever they, they won't put it down they sleep with it they take it everywhere and you were even you know you go to an event and they're trying to take this toy around i can't take it leave it but over time the attention span to that goes down and i think what happens is is that we lose connection with ourselves and how we eat and how we feel we just don't realize it's happened and the weight never goes on tomorrow. It's been building and building slowly but surely until you go one day, oh my God, where did this weight come from? So one, I need we need to assess. I want to do a week, understand how you eat, what you eat, what your habits, how you sleep, energy level, stress, uh, menstrual cycle, if there is one present, um, any injuries, ill health. But I want to get you reporting back to me in a week what do you eat? That might be pictures. We might track it on an app, whatever. It doesn't matter. I like to do it for the person. doesn't matter. Because then we can start to really zone in and actually what we need to fix. So that's the first two things. Those are the first two important things. If you don't assess, you guess. And often our feelings is what we say. We don't know the real thing that's actually happening. Does that make sense? Oh, Greg, I really, I don't eat that much. Okay. I start seeing pictures. And I'm like, okay. And because, again, we've got so many overhangs from our parents. Yeah. Whose mum has ever said this? And this has happened to me before. Oh, you've put on weight at the same time as putting more dumplings on my plate. I'm like, mum, you just told me I was overweight, you know. Or there are starving kids in Africa. Who's been told that before? 
or if you want dessert, you have to finish your plate. Well, I can't eat anymore. So there's all these psychological stories in our heads about what's been going on. So we have to really go and write, let's assess what's really going on. So the third point is, is this. This is where the magic, I think, happens. My clients will tell me otherwise, I'm sure. Is what's going on a story or a fact? Story or fact? So throughout the coaching, we'll be looking at situations, things that have happened, and maybe we'll use data to provide evidence of the fact and what you might believe a story. Prime example, oh, I feel really fat today. Got it. So if you had to go to a judge, would they say that you were fat? Could you present evidence to suggest this? Because if you can't, it's a feeling. So where does that feeling come from? That's where that's where the magic of all of this is for me. My job is to ask us the right questions and to get you to go into the right direction. I'm not actually here to tell you what to eat because I guarantee 99% of my clients know what to eat. But there's obviously a deeper level reason as to why they don't feel they're important enough, why they don't value themselves enough. So, yeah, that's how I like to work. I love that because you are pretty much a detective trying to find um, behaviors and habits and thoughts and feelings that stop us. Because as you said, even though there is now this overload of information, like I'm pretty sure deep down, most of us, we know what we should be doing. We know that we need to sleep. We know that we need to drink enough water. That vegetables are good for us. That eating, you know, the whole foods, things that we cook from scratch are better. That um, you know, we need to move our bodies, not just going to gym, but kind of on a daily basis, just get some movements. We know these core principles. That the core of weight loss or health and well-being, it's not such a science actually it is very simple well-known principles and yet implementing them into our daily lives is the hardest thing ever talking from personal experience sticking to something and figuring out the right patterns and changing those habits and getting out of the head those stories that you mentioned there's so many stories that our parents our moms our peers have kind of over the time embedded in our minds those are the challenges mm. yeah that's where the magic is right you know we can i can geek out with you all day about nutrition hormones exercise and all of that stuff but my question is always going to be okay so is is the change we're about to make going to be valuable for you yes great but do you really value that change because a classic thing that comes up is people say, but oh, Greg, I'm an all or nothing person. That is a lie. <laughs> Here's what really happens. As we grow up, most of our parents have said to us that to be a good person, you need to help everybody and you need to work, work, work. Your value is in the reputation you bring to the household, Oh, my daughter went to uni, she did this, and now she's doing this. So we actually live in other people's lives. Our parents are just trying to live their lives through us. 
So then you get forgotten. And actually your values now become work, supporting everybody else, overworking, being the super parent, being a super partner potentially, etc. And amongst all of those things, where are you? Like if I got you to list your top eight values, and for anyone listening, are you in those values? I guarantee most people will be like, oh, no. When we say we're all or nothing, what we're really saying is that potentially we don't really value that thing that we thought we did. Okay? We potentially borrowed other people's dreams. It's classic. So when people say to me, oh, Greg, you know, in the past I've done something and by Wednesday I fall off the wagon and I just can't get back on it. I'm just like, well, that's okay. You just didn't value it. If we all value clean houses, we don't necessarily do it all the time, but we'll do it regularly, right? So if you value your health, you don't have to be 100% on your health all the time. You can be on it 50% of the time. You can even be on it 25% of the time. In fact, I've got a saying with my clients is I say, well, no zero days. All that means is there isn't something that you do in your day that's going to contribute towards your health. Whether that just be five minutes of sitting down and doing nothing or making sure you've got some extra vegetables on your plate. It doesn't have to be the big gym session. But if you value it, then you'll do something little every day. And that's how you get results. I love how you, you know, said like little bits. I mean, one way to change habits is little steps at a time. But um, I was just thinking as you were talking about, you know, the all or nothing and, and, and all that, it's, I found it easier to quit smoking than it is to cut out sugar and chocolates out of my life smoking was so much easier to quit and then it was done you know it just had a I had about a month of just weaning off and then done fine no problem sugar and chocolate's a whole different story but one thing that that a lot of issues that especially as women and I think men are starting to get these issues is the media you know how these film stars are looking you know a film star puts on weight because they're pregnant oh my god did she eat the whole cake it's like no she's pregnant you know just leave her alone or you know they they put on weight for for a movie but the the snide comments that come when somebody in the limelight puts on weight or looks different or whatever it's not just oh I wonder what's happening in their life it's oh you know it's really nasty comments and and one thing that I've personally noticed is I'm perimenopause at the moment and I did like that you gave me permission to kill my husband and then you said no I mean how? <laughs> you know, I was getting oh. excited there <laughs> just just don't say that Greg said to do it I don't want to be an accessory that's fine you can carry on Oh, I can handle that. I can handle that. <laughs> if he's not a peer, don't don't mention that. I said that I would kill him. But <laughs> the thing is, with, with the perimenopause, I'm finding it more difficult to lose weight than I did previously. And I've never found it easy to start with. And I know about all the exercise and all the, you know, the all the shoulds that we should be doing. But it is finding that, it's almost like finding that energy. It's finding the 
the motivation or the enthusiasm to do it because when you are going through the perimenopause and I'm coming to the menopause which I'm dreading because perimenopause is a pain in the rear end it's just there's lack of energy it you don't have the same energy you have when you're 20 to go to the gym or run or or whatever it is and whether it's through life becoming much more sedatory than it was previously or whether it's age related because I'm not 20 anymore it's just interesting how nutrition takes on a whole different different role now it's and I'm I do admire when I see film stars or people in the limelight who say they're going through menopause and I'm thinking Where's the weight? Why well, I've got it and you haven't. But it's also just having to look at things differently. It's it's the experiences that you go through. And I find it really interesting that you, as a, a guy or a man, can help women through this. Because like you said, you don't experience it. You won't ever experience it. And it is... I think that's really great because, like you said, you come from a different perspective in a way, like an outside point of view. And I know that when I say to my husband, oh, this perimenopause or the sweats or the just the the moodiness and the, the desire sometimes to just take a knife and stab the guy, he's like, yeah, but it's just, it's normal for you. It's like, no, it's not. It's different for me because it's a phase that I'm going through. So one of the the things that I found really interesting that you were talking about was this looking at why do you want to do something. It's not about having the extra vegetables or going to the gym, but it's it's those little, little steps, the little processes that you do and I found that really interesting. It is about not changing overnight. I guess it's about the process of going through it and learning how to do it with your body changing at the same time. So it's not just, okay, eat healthier or cut out the sugar or do that extra gym work or whatever. It's your whole body is changing at the same time and your body's not even the same every month, especially mm-hmm. going through this perimenopause. It's not the same it was six months ago. So you're constantly having to find something new because what worked six months ago is not working now anymore. And and I do like the way that you came at it from the why or what is the reasoning behind it and this perspective of not being mired in this changes that woman's body goes through but able to come at it from a a different viewpoint a different way of looking at it but my question after this long ramble is how do you connect with a woman not knowing what it's like to go through it how do you in how do you find a way that, that you do it? So I want the Gregness in this is 
how do you connect or what helps you to understand all these changes that women go through that your clients don't want to pick up a knife and (laughs) stab you through the heart with it because you are a guy I'm sure they'd want to sometimes so that's that's there's an ultimate truth there so it's going to sound a really strange story when I was younger um and I don't know why I did this. There's a newspaper that used to be in the UK called The Sun newspaper. And there used to be a, a page called Dear Deirdre. And people would write in with all of their problems. And for some reason, I really took to that. I would look, go through the sports first and I'd go straight to Dear Deirdre. And I'd just understand the problems people have. And then I just think throughout that time, especially in high school, people would just come and talk to me about, go, Greg, I've got this going on. What should I do? And I guess I learned from a young age that listening more and asking questions actually gets a better response than me going, you need to do this, 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 and this. Then I was very fortunate in part of my career to work in senior management. So I do my, I go up at six or five in the morning, do my personal training with clients, go and do the corporate work. So I used to run um, a big call center. But one of the things I really enjoyed was having conversations with the staff and understanding why they did things that they did like why is that person late every day when they live around the corner because it wasn't about telling them off it was about saying hey what's going on for you like you live five minutes around the corner is there something else going on and you'd find out so many things oh i've got someone sick in the family and i've been scared to tell tell anyone about it so for me, I guess the greatness is, and I'm not very good at <laughs> blowing my own trumpet. I hate doing that. But I think clients, as they get to talk to me, realize that it's a safe space. Like they can talk about anything. Like the conversations that I hear, like one day I'll write a book about it. <laughs> but I guess my clients know that if they miss a workout, there's going to be an underlying reason as to why they didn't do it bad sleep, stress, etc. So I'm the sort of person I've had clients say to me, Greg, I'm really tired, but I'm going to go and do my workout. And I'm like, no, mm-mm, go back to bed. They're like, what? I'm like, go back to bed. Because things like sleep, rest and digest is much more important. We spend so much time in our lives in what I call sympathetic energy. Yeah, we're always in that fight or flight. We're always on to the next thing. What's the next thing? My job is to get you to become a bit more parasympathetic. How can I get you to chill out? How can I get you to relax, switch off for a second? Like many times I say to clients, no, no, you're not training today. Don't train. Go and lie down. Have a sleep. Go for a walk. Do some breath work. But we've been so conditioned, especially in the West, to always be got to work out, got to have the perfect meal prayer, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we've seen over the years, it doesn't work. Um, I used to run a big boot camp, you know, all the burpees and all that stuff with, and there'd be between 20 and 30 women. I loved it, it was great energy, great fun. But here's what I realized. And this is something I kind of get my clients to tattoo onto their foreheads. So they really look at it every day. Diet for weight, exercise for shape. What does that mean? Well, your diet is what you habitually eat. That's all it is. I know we've got, 
people have got connotations about the word diet. I like to disarm that and just be like, no, diet. The word diet is not a bad thing. It's just what you habitually eat. It's marketing and poor diet strategies that have caused this problem. But how you eat, how you live is what's going to change your body the most. That workout you missed. Great. Go for a walk. Like unless you're unless I've got a client who's training for a specific goal. Fair enough. But could that be done tomorrow? How can we look at your calendar and slot something in at a different time? Because yeah, your energy is going to go up and down. I want you to manage your energy rather than trying to manage everything else. So I guess it's a combination of those things is that I for me, I just try to go, hang on a minute. If I was that person, how would I be feeling? What thoughts are going through my head? They're probably thinking, oh, Greg thinks I'm a failure. And I've heard this before. This is from clients. You know, they're like, oh, Greg, I thought you were going to be like a real slave driver. No, you've tried that in the past. Yeah. Where did it get you? It got you to me. So let's go that way. And I guess the last thing is... um so as part of my growing up, I had a real love of Chinese martial arts films. You know, those 70s films, the I'm going to kill you, you know, the bad dubbing. But then I started to do Kung Fu and Chinese martial arts. The, the approach is so different to the Western side. So I started to understand Chinese medicine, just the philosophies as well, you know, energy work, Qigong. And this is the issue. We, we're in... In the West, we're so in the yang. We're always in the hard every time. We don't spend any time in the yin and the soft. Women need to spend more time in the yin. They don't need to be doing stuff all the time. So my, how can I get you to be in that space? And then everything else will come. And the last thing is, I just want you to win every week. And if the win is, you went for two walks this week, whereas before you came to me, you didn't do any. That's a win. We celebrate that. We break out the champagne. So how can we build wins every week that when you look back, you say, hang on a minute. Oh, I've done 60 walks. I've been to the gym, triple the times I've been in the last or done exercise. I've eaten more vegetables. I'm more hydrated. I've got more energy. That's how we do it. So it's that gradual thing. And yeah, I'll never experience menopause. I'll never, you know, but I understand the impact. I understand it from a hormonal level. I understand the geekiness. But even that's not important. It's about the person. Because <laughs> for me, it's like, how in any situation can I get you to win? And sometimes it's rest and digest. It's quite interesting that you have this, almost this connection to women and and their bodies, essentially, you know, through whether it's through diet or exercise or the, and I hear you about sleep and how important sleep is. So this one is more, how do you relate then to men? I mean, how do men relate to you? Because, and I'm very much generalizing here. So I apologize to any sympathetic and empathic men out there, but a lot of men are what we call mansplaining. They like to just solve your problems for you and not allow you to to vent or anything. And you've learned the art of listening, asking questions. And I love how you 
looked at the dear Deirdre sections in the in the newspaper. I think that's that's fantastic. It's a great way to, I guess, learn human nature and and find ways to help. But back to to men, it's men have such a different type of relationship. It's very different. It's very it's, majority are more masculine. It's more like you said, the hard. They don't deal with the the emotions, the up and down, they don't deal with all these type of hormones that, that we have. So you're almost in the middle. So you've explained how you deal with women, which which I'm sure you, there's a, a lot of our female listeners are going to be like, oh, I wish my husband was more like that or my partner was <laughs> more like that. But how do you find the balance dealing with men? Because, again, it's a whole di- they're, they're a whole different entity to women You've connected a lot with women. How do you connect with men? Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't even realize how I do. We. So I've got a group of friends who I've been very fortunate to have. There's about fifteen of us. We all went to either first school or high school or college together, and we're all still friends. However, there have been times when one of my friends, especially, he's also a coach, a very clever guy. He's gone, Greg. You're talking to guys now, not women. And I'm like, oh, okay. I need to be a bit more direct here. So, yeah, I mean, in my career, I've probably worked with about six guys. They've been fairly successful in what they wanted to achieve. But yeah, you're right. I probably, I now you're asking me that question. I'm like, huh? I'm, I don't get that many male clients. And I don't know why. Maybe it's something I need to just, I'd like to check in on myself. I've got a group of guy friends and yeah, we get on great, but I do have to really be, I have to focus on it a little bit more. I have to kind of go, hang on, you're not working, you're not, you know, doing what you normally do. You're with the guys now. Um, I think men have emotions, we just show them in a different way. Um, and yes, we don't maybe don't have the cyclical thing, you know, uh, menstrual cycle, etc. But guys, sometimes we just, we're very logical we want to solve everything guys are very much like we 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 want the answer so if you're upset and i did a really great podcast with someone about this the other day was, we talked about the very same thing when you're upset we're thinking it's us we don't understand it could be just because the pen fell down we think it's us so we're like oh what's wrong are you okay? And then when we don't get a direct answer back, we, we're like, oh, it must be us. So then we, it, so then it just escalates. And I think that's where just being able to listen in those situations. So for any guys listening to this, just listen sometimes. Don't try and explain or try and ask more questions to get clarification. I think if the lady wants to give you the answer, she'll tell you, but you have to ask the right questions. And questioning is a skill. You know, police, army, interrogation, they they have to go through specialist courses to learn how to do it. It's a real skill. So, yeah, great question. I have to think about that now. So I would like to go into a couple of practical tips. I love that this session was very much nothing that I expected it to be, and that's why I love these conversations. But yet, you know, we do have, you here with such a wealth of experience and I love that we unpacked your approach and what is really important in making our 
you know, weight loss, health and well-being journey more successful. But could you share any kind of top level, more general tips and tricks that pretty much generally across the board will be helpful, uh, be it about nutrition, be it about hormones, be it about exercise? Are there any, I would say, top five tips that pretty much everyone on their health and well-being journey should check with themselves where they're at and adjust for improvement? Awesome. I, I could be here all day on these ones. So number one, and this is probably universal, especially for women, just I find the diet is very carb heavy. So ladies, please eat enough protein. Okay, so a minimum of 0.8 grams per pound of body weight is a great start. And really all you need, if you just to get into the habit is, I've got my climbing hands, so just bear with me, but a palm size of protein at each meal is a great start. Like if you can start to do that, you're winning. So would that be meat, fish, uh, tofu for the vegetarians, seitan, tempeh, million products, but just start to eat more protein. Yeah. Number two, sleep is the magic of everything. Like I would rather someone got the right amount of sleep than they did a workout. Because exercise is still stress on the body. So for me, if I want you to be in a good state, I want to look at your sleep. I want to understand why you don't sleep. What's going on? Are you watching Netflix until whatever hour of the night? Because that's what we do. Because I'm going to go off on a quick tangent. We've got this Monday to Friday world, right? So what happens is we cram so much into Monday to Friday that the weekend becomes YOLO. I live once. I'm going to enjoy the hell out of it. I'm going to eat what I want do what I want. Then you try to reset for Monday. Doesn't work. So live a seven day life. You've got a seven day life. You've got more hours in the week. You can move stuff that you don't want to do on Tuesday evening to the weekend and it's going to be okay. Go to bed. Like if, if there was one thing I, I wish everyone would do is just really try and focus on sleep. Um, so that'd be one. Um, Movement, we always know movement's important, but don't you don't have to do 10,000 steps, ladies. I think the latest science is saying somewhere between 7,500, 8,000 a day. It's going to be perfect, ad perfectly adequate. After that, you start to lose some of the magic. Okay, so don't beat yourself up. It doesn't have to be one big walk. It can be three little walks. You can get up from your desk and do some squats. Awesome. Um, other tips, you don't have to use a gym. If you don't like gyms, don't use a gym like your body is your gym we can learn to do press-ups we can squat lunge put things over our heads that's a workout but try and try and find things you enjoy but there has to be a balance of what you enjoy versus what you want because sometimes what you want is not necessarily what you enjoy for example if you want to get stronger well you're gonna to have to do exercise that gets you stronger zumba might not make you stronger <laughs> So there has to be some choice and that's where you understand what's the dream. Yeah, what's the dream, what's the goals, etc. And I guess the last one is like, ladies, what's, what's the real goal? It's never about weight loss. Is it, is it something about your confidence? Is it something you want to achieve? I think we live in a world where we're so attached to pain. I call this the rusty nail syndrome. I explain to clients. We have a rusty nail on our foot. We know 
If we don't take it out, it's going to cause an infection. The longer it's in your foot, it's causing infection, pain, all that stuff. And all you've got to do is pull it out. So what we do is we kind of pull it out a little bit. Oh, the pain's not so bad now. Before you know it, the pain's back because we live in this pain cycle. Need to lose weight, do it for six weeks, come off the wagon again. There is no wagon, by the way. But So for me, try and find things that are going to pull you towards them rather than trying to escape them from the pain of I want to lose weight. Like, if I'm honest, and I was talking to my coach about this, I hate talking about weight loss. And I'm actually just about to rechange on my branding about that because that's not the important thing. If I can get you in a dress that you love and you feel as attractive as hell in that dress, does your weight matter? So is that really the dream or is the dress the dream? So ladies, we have, if you can take time to what do I want? What do I really want? Like in my soul. And that takes time to develop, right? Um, a really good book for this is one called The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. And he lays out a structure of how to go. What's your physical dream? What's your business dream? What's your um, relationships going to be like? So he literally li walks you through the process of how to do it. Um, but if you don't understand the dream, then you're always going to be bouncing back to that rusty nail because we live in so much pain all the time. So, yeah. Any more practical tips? I can go on forever. No, that was really great. And and the nice thing is these tips are doable. They are simple. And sometimes simple is good. It's just being, putting them into place and, and creating these new routines. And I like how you said, you know, instead of living a five-day week, Monday to Friday, stretch it out and live a seven-day week. So something that you could do on a Wednesday or a Tuesday, maybe do it on the weekend. So really good, good bits. So first of all, um, thank you so much. Really been, been great to chat with you. But one thing that I'd like to, to you to share with us is, is there something that we haven't asked that you'd like to share? Is there a thought or a, a, a nugget of, of something that you just think, oh, I really need to share this. I want to share that. Is there some last little sort of thought that you would like to share with, with the audience? Oh, wow. All right, let's talk about hormones. Hormones, DNA, all of that stuff. What we have to remember is that hormones, they have an effect on how you feel. Yeah, so it might bring energy down. They may affect metabolism in the case of thyroid, but that can be managed with the right medication. Yeah. What happens if I think so much now is that I'm hearing this hormone thing and I want ladies to understand that you can actually take your power back a little bit. Okay. How you look after yourself would invariably make your hormones act in the way that they you really want them to. Prime example, I know that many women will not know that sex hormones can be produced by your adrenaline glands. However, if you're super stressed, they can't produce them and you're going to feel like crap. 
So hormones are important, but don't let the hormonal thing be your identity. I would rather you said this. Instead of saying I'm menopausal or perimenopausal, say I'm an athlete. Because then the things you say about yourself is then how you're going to treat yourself. But it's going to take time. You have to re repeat it. Some of my clients have started doing affirmations. They do journaling now. And I'm like, who are you? I'm an athlete, Greg. I'm a tiger. Yeah, I call my I call my clients tigers because the whole stretch marks thing. We're like, they're not stretch marks, they're tiger stripes. And, and for me, if we just really dug deep into who we are and what we want to be, yeah, hormonal things happen. You might have to see a doctor about a specific thing. But generally, if we look after ourselves, the body will look after you anyway. But you've got to decide that you're valuable enough to do that. And stop trying to do everything by yourself. Ladies, this is going to be very controversial and I'm going to upset some ladies here. In, in my culture, in the Jamaican culture, I learned to do chores when I was four. Four, I was washing my shirt collars and all that stuff. And I, I hear it a lot. You know, a lot of women say, oh, my husband doesn't help me do chores. I get it. And the reason is, is because he didn't see that when he was younger. So as far as he's concerned, he's like, well... That's just what happens. But ladies, I will implore you, get the kids to learn how to do stuff around the house. Because we're being parents. We're not, you know, we're not here to mollycoddle them all the time. Get them to do chores. Because then your life's going to be better. You won't snap at them. You won't kill your husband. Because you're not doing all the time. You've got time to be. Your identity is not in the chores around the house. Your identity is so much more than that, but you have to be able to go, all right, I realize there's some behaviors I'm doing where I'm taking on too much and not showing the kids how to cook and clean. Like my son knows how to cook and clean because that's what I was taught by my mom, but he knows how to cook and clean. He'll hopefully make someone a great partner. So we're, we're raising kids, but we're raising them in a way that makes them get away with murder, frankly. And makes you stressed out to the max. So at some point, you've got to get off that rusty nail and go, well, hang on a minute. So you just have to start viewing yourself as important. I know we went on a little bit of a rant there, but there we go. Yeah, help. Help. Like if you're stuck, if your plumbing breaks, you go and get a plumber. If this breaks, you know, you need to paint something, you go and get a painter and decorator. With your health, do not try and do everything yourself. It's the most sophisticated system in the world brain and body talk to each other all the time and you're in it so you can't see what's going on you're what's going on i feel like this etc etc go and get help is my big thing invest in your health there we go and i do i do like a rant a rant is always good and now that you suggested that people go and get help where can they find you? Where can they find you so that they can have your help? Um, if people are crazy enough to come and work with me, um, they can find me on LinkedIn or Facebook as Greg Fearon. Um, and my website is www.gregfearon.co.uk. And of course, all of the links will be in the uh, comment section or the chat section below so they can um, come and have a chat, have a conversation with you and 
get the help that that they need. But thank you so much. I really appreciate you sharing your time with us and giving us these these useful five tips. And I love the the last bit about the hormones and yeah. Kids should learn chores. I grew up having to do chores and, and you know, that's how I earned my pocket money is doing chores. And it does, it helps you as an adult, it helps you in life when you do this. So um, I hear you with that one. It's, it's really good, good advice. And I just, again, just want to say thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And I love that you've come from a totally different perspective that you work with women you're a guy and you seem to have found this balance this way of of dealing with it and maybe because you're a guy that that actually helps whereas maybe a, as a a woman could be more of a maybe too sympathetic or too something so it's it's nice that women have a choice. They can either have somebody who helps them who's a female, or now they know that Greg is there. He can come and, um, you know, they can come and talk to you and see how they can help themselves with their body and to fit into that dress and get told to go to sleep instead of going to the gym. I mean, how wonderful is that? But thank you so much. Really appreciate your time. You've given us a lot of really good information, some good advice, some good tips. And I hope that our listeners will appreciate what you've shared with us and good luck moving forward. And I'd love, you know, with your new branding and everything else. And I love the that the, the stretch marks are tiger marks. I think I'm going to take that on and all the marks on my body are tiger marks. So thank you so much. (laughs) My pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. If you enjoyed listening to our conversation, please share it with your friends and colleagues and don't forget to subscribe. We would love it if you could give us a five-star rating and write a short review.